With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello and welcome to Footballer Season 2, Episode 32. This week I am joined by market expert and foot trader Right Foot and the pioneer of FIFA podcast Matt Lamborn will be joining us later on in the podcast. We have a ton of new stuff to talk about this week. Prime Icon Moments, Foot Birthday, we've got Five Star Week Foot all over the place. We're going to break down SBCs. We're even going to talk about crossplay and the possibilities of that for next year's console. As always, I do want to thank all of the footballers, supporters, and premier sponsors. We appreciate every single one of you. Everything you guys do for us helps us keep things going on the back end. And we do have the footballers merch that's finally arrived. So we will be getting that on the website relatively soon. So stay tuned for that. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to Footballers. Paul, how are you? I'm good. I'm a little bit tired today because I was up last night watching, or this morning, should I say, watching the UFC. Um, Really, really good. Amazing fights. Uh, And I've slept a bit today, but I'm still tired. But apart from that, I'm really good. Sounds good. First thing I want to talk about, foot birthday. This is always my favorite promo, and it appears that it's not going to disappoint yet again. Obviously, the, the surprise CR7 was the biggest addition to this this promo, mainly because, well, the leakers missed out on this one completely. Would you agree? I love that they absolutely missed that one, and that was a surprise. When I logged on on Friday, and I'm looking through that, I had to like have a double take, and I'm like, oh, shit, we've got a CR7. Uh, and yeah. I, yeah, you know, that's that's how our foot should be. That's how it should be on a Friday when you're logging on to see what the content is. It should be a surprise. You shouldn't know it all. So that, that were nice. Um, there's some nice cards. Yeah, there's tons of skill moves and weak foot upgrades. I mean, across the board, like this Terrera card, we were talking about it before the podcast. He's low-key a really good card for that price point. I mean, he's right now, this is Sunday afternoon. He's selling for 22000 on PlayStation. I mean, that's, that's like Conte-level stats, but better. Obviously, he plays in Syria. It's not prim, so he's going to be a bit cheaper due to linkability. He's not from a popular nation, but to me, that is a steal of a card at this point. We also got the CDM Allen. We finally have a usable Tony Cruz. I've been on that bandwagon all year. Give us some usable cards like that. Tony Cruz, he's finally in the game. You can finally use him. 
have you packed any of these cards in your endeavors, Paul? I did. Oh, I, I saved some packs for Friday and I were opening them and, you know, the ones you want in a CR7 or Alan or Suarez, Cruz. But I packed Doku, which, you know, <laughs> is is one of the cheaper ones. But even still, like you look at that card, it's 20k. Yeah. And he's got, you know, it's 82 finishing, but 87 short passing, 98 acceleration. He's rapid. He's one of those, uh, me and my friend were talking earlier about, he's like the Atta What If, I think it was. Um, mm. You know, he's just going to be fast for you down the wing and he's, he's going to do a job. But so many of these cards, ridiculously cheap. Yeah. I look at that Bebu, you know, Bundesliga, not great nation, but it's 32k. Yeah. It's nearly 99 pace. Uh, 99 acceleration, 95 sprint speed, 87 finishing, 92 dribbling. Like it's, it just baffles me. He's got a five star weak foot, four star skill moves, and he's he's 30k. It's it's mental. If that were in the Premier League, you know, it'd be about 300k, wouldn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. But unpopular nation, unpopular league. I think that's what a lot of people were kind of on the fence on about this Mkhitaryan SPC because ordinarily a card like that is a no question you do that SBC, especially for 200K. I mean, that's a steal. The issue is he's from a nation that's not popular and he's in the Serie A. So there's linkability issues. But I mean, I would argue, I mean, you could link him up with a green link to Di Natale and you're set up front. I mean, Di Natale is still very good in this game. So you could basically come onto this game, pull some fodder from some packs, do some icon swap, start a new account, and you could immediately have Di Natale and a five-star weak foot Mkhitaryan up front. So to me, this is good for everyone. Very rapid, very good dribbling, clinical finisher, as, as Matt would say, the, the box predator. I mean, he's just deadly up front from that, that center forward role. You did that SBC too, right? I did, yes. Um, and the reason I did it was because, one, I had some um, some duplicates from the packs I'd opened, but I think it was his Summer Stars, were at 93 from FIFA 20. And... I love that card. It was, you know, it, it did it all. He's a, he seems like a bit of a bigger builder. It reminds me of Taliska a little bit, uh, and I just, I just enjoy using his card. So why not do it? It is slightly expensive, but if you've got the fodder, I think why not? He'll be. He's a very, very good card. Two hundred and forty k. It's not a ridiculous amount of coins, mm-hmm. and if you're in the Serie A team. You're not going far wrong. He's got good passing, good shooting. He's fast enough. He's strong. Um, yeah, in the Serie A, why not use use him as your striker or a cam? He's versatile and he can play anywhere pretty much up top. Yeah. I mean, the only issue I have with him is he's not going to be much of an aerial threat for you, which, you know, those cards that are complete forwards like that, your CR7 types, your, your Accardi flashback types, I mean, those are few and far between, so... Uh, if you need a good cam center forward and you can fit him into your team, I would definitely, definitely do this. Make Atari and SBC while you still have time. Today, we did get the mini release. We have Ruben Vizo, Guerrero, and Odegaard. Odegaard seems to be the popular pick. Arsenal cam, 89 rated. Great dribbling, five-star skills, five-star weak foot. The dribbling reactions and balance on this card looks ridiculously good. That said, he does come at a, at a premium. Right now, he's trading at 630K. On PlayStation, I imagine that'll come down a bit because he was much higher earlier on when he first came out. What do you think about the Odie? I think he'll keep dropping. I don't know what it is about Odegaard. I just think he's one of those cards that just isn't a FIFA card. Do you know, he's he's got all the stats that you think, oh, this is going to be a, an amazing card and he's five star, five star. But 
I just have a feeling that he's not going to be the one. And at the moment, you know, he's just come out and he's 735k on Xbox. I imagine by the time he's out of packs, I imagine he'll be half that price at least. He just doesn't seem to be that that popular with people. Yeah, and I remember last year he had that team of the year or the team of the season card. He came out. He was I think 400k or something. He was really high up there. And I mean, with a matter of five or six days, he was down like 185,000. He's just not a super popular card for whatever reason. Maybe it's the nation. I'm not sure. And that's not a dig at you, Pompo. So don't don't take that personal. Before we move on, I do want to talk about Dembele. That's the latest SBC. The Fredericks, we got that yesterday. Not impressed with him. They basically gave him a five-star weak foot, kind of boosted his stats overall a little bit, but he's just basically a really fast fullback who's going to make average passes with both feet. I don't know how else to describe him. Definitely going to be passing on Fredericks. I think you would agree. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I've seen people on, on Twitter comparing him to Kyle Walker and why wouldn't you get Kyle Walker's goal card? And I, I do, I just think it's a bit of a waste of an SBC, really. Yeah, wasted opportunity. There's so many more better right-backs out there. And, you yeah. know, they could have used any. And it is a bit different. You know, we, we complain a lot of the time that we don't get different cards, but we've got a different card. They just forgot to boost him, I think. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, Fredericks has always got pace. So they just slapped a five-star weak foot on him and said, here you go, buddy. What about Ndumbele? He came out today. Yeah, speaking of overpriced SBCs, uh, <laughs> I feel this one is, you know, fodder's quite low at the minute as well, So, and it's 360k on Xbox. So I can't imagine how much he's going to be if fodder rises this week. But I just think it's a lot of coins for a, a 90-rated cam. Really good dribbling stats, so really good passing stats his shooting's meh um, and he's got 80 pace I just think 300 you know nearly 400k is a lot when you could go get a a Gwendozi maybe or a seven year uh, those cards will at a, a third of the price uh, and, and I'm, I imagine as good yeah I mean looking at this card his stats to me would suggest he would be an outstanding center mid but then again, with box-to-box center mids, I like to have high-high on those kind of players. And I know it's not the end-all, be-all, but I just feel like they work a little bit harder for you, both in the defense and in the offense. But to me, this card is, I don't know that I'm going to do it because to me, 330,000 coins at this point in the game, I need to know what I'm getting. And I'm not sure I can say that with Bailey. I mean, he's got a unique body type. He's 5'10", four-star skills, five-star weak foot, very good stats overall. His dribbling looks impressive. Just impeccable. His passing looks very good. Shooting is decent for a, a center mid, not so much a cam at this point in the game, but he's got plenty of pace. Defending stats look pretty solid. Would like to see that defensive awareness be a little bit higher. It's only at 75, but I don't know. If I had to say it, I would I would stay away from this one because I feel like we're going to get so many more cards coming down the pipe, especially dime a dozen cards like center mids, you know, French center mids. I mean, we'll be getting French cards almost like weekly this game, but yeah, I'm definitely going to pass on this one. He's one of those cards in it that people love him and he have priced it accordingly. You know, they, they've priced yeah. it because they know he's popular. He's just moved to that league. People, will, people, you know, love him, he'll do it. So they've thought, let's let's charge a premium for him because he is, a, you know, he's, he's in demand so people, they, can, they can get away with charging a premium for him. Yeah. I mean, if he still played for Tottenham, I could maybe understand the price with that Premier League tax in there. But I don't know. A French center mid league. uh uh, it's not for me. I don't know. I mean, I didn't love the card when it came out back in, I think it was, was it FIFA 
20 or FIFA 19 when he had the team of the season card. There was just too many options at that point. But I remember having his one to watch that never got upgraded. Oh, I think I packed it at the start of the last game cycle and it never, never did anything. That's unfortunate. Sorry you had to go okay. through that. It still hurts now. It still hurts. If you want to stay up to date on all the foot birthday swaps, be sure to visit our friends at tputeam.com. They've got a nice tracker. You can go and get all the information on expiration dates, what the card name is, and how to obtain it. You can also get that information in our footballers discord. It's free to join. Just click the link in the show notes. Speaking of things that hurt, there's going to be a lot of people feeling the wrath of prime icon moments because it's done a few things. It's juiced up several teams and it's also damaged the market. And when I say damaged the market, I mean, when these cards dropped yesterday, the market was getting whipsawed. I mean, cards were super cheap and they went back up. They were up and down. I mean, the, the market couldn't find its footing. How much do you think the continuous release of these Prime Icon moments. I mean, we only got half of them, so we're going to get another full run of them relatively soon. How much of an impact is that going to have on the market? It takes so many coins off the market. It it always baffles me. People buy them so early. You know, cards have dropped half or a third from when they got released yesterday to now, and a lot of them will continue to keep dropping. So, you know, people are buying cards yesterday. I don't know, Zidane for 10 mil is, is half that now. So people are just throwing coins away, buying these prime icons, uh, moments icons when they're still so high. But people want to use them. That's why, you know, that's why people are willing to lose coins over them because people just want to use them. And that's why a lot of the other stuff's dropped as well. People are like, oh, I'm going to sell my my Pogba and, uh, you know, go try a, a Lothar prime moment. So, you know, people, people are just selling up and going to have a try some of these moments cards. There's some really, really nice ones and I'm I'm gonna be looking to buy one or two myself over the next next few weeks, I think. Yeah. The ones that stand out the most is obviously Pele, uh, you know, Zidane, Lothar Mateus looks like a really good card. But Puskas, he really stands out. I mean, this card got a massive upgrade for his moments. And just in case people don't understand how moments cards work, moments cards are based on a particular moment in said player's career. So it doesn't necessarily mean the entirety of his career, just one specific time, event, or game. And that's why these cards can change from year to year while your primes kind of stay the same and everything else. So they chose a really good version of this Puskas card because he looks absolutely delightful. And he's trading about 9 million coins right now on PlayStation. And um, 99 Pele, well, you just can't get him. You have to snipe him. Have you put any of your coins into these icon moments? I've not yet, but I'm I'm holding off. It's difficult, really, really difficult not to just think, ah, sack it and go buy one to use, but I am holding off. And the one the one that I really that well, the two that I really want to try are this Puskas card, because he's had an upgrade on his weak foot and skill moves. He's now five star skills, four star weak foot, and I think he was four three before. Which will be it'll be massive. That that sort of puts him in the category of, I think R nine and Eusebio and Cruyff and those cards. I think he's going to be one of the most in demand moments we get this year. Yeah, and I, I can't wait to use him. He's got ninety nine positioning, ninety nine finishing, ninety seven shot power, ninety seven agility, ninety eight balance, ninety nine reactions, ninety eight composure. It's like what well, you can't get better cards. So I'm looking forward to use that one and. The other one that I'm really, really excited to use is Zidane. Mm. Yeah. 
he is going to be the man this year. I don't think there's a better, there'll be a better box to box centre mid in the game. He's got, a, I think he's got a plus 15 balance boost on his, his previous card. Um, which that's insane. That like just changes the card totally, doesn't it? Completely. You know, it's, yeah. It's a huge change for that card. I'm just having um, a look now at his. Yeah. Yeah. He's basically got plus ones, plus twos in all categories. And then agility gets a plus 15 and that changes the price by 300%. <laughs> It just goes to show you how much people value balance in in a card because it can make it or break it so often, especially somebody like Zidane, who's six foot one. You need the best balance and agility you can get out of these cards. You know, body type obviously has something to do with it too, but he's high in average. He's six one. So with 78 balance on his prime, that's not really going to get it done at the late stages of the game. So I'm glad they did what they did. I just wish they would do this on all of his cards. Like, Make icons usable. Their icons, every single icon on this game should be usable to some degree, in my opinion. Yeah. And, and you know, when it comes to the the agility and balance, it shows that that has a, a price premium because you look at the new CR7 card that's got like a plus 10 balance, I think, and he's the same price as his team of the year, which is, is mental. I owned the team of the year on Friday as well when it dropped and his team of the year dropped a few hundred K. But I was that excited that they managed to keep it secret. I didn't even I didn't even mind losing the coins. Yeah. You know, while we're on these massive upgrades, what about Bastian Schweinsteiger? Plus twelve acceleration, plus ten sprint speed. Are you kidding me right now? We have a prime icon moments Schweinsteiger right mid, eighty seven pace, eighty eight shot, ninety two passing, eighty eight dribbling, eighty seven defending, and eighty eight physical. He's got to come into the team. And I, I might actually bench that inform Messi just to get him in, make that sacrifice because he can do so much for you. Yeah, he's going to be a banger. He's going to keep dropping as well, Hunter. I'd probably just, just hold off a bit till we get a little bit more supply. But yeah, he's, he's so versatile as well. He's going to be one of those cards that you can move in off the wing and play him at, at centre mid or CM, uh, centre mid or CDM and put somebody like, you know, I've got um, Mane's central card. A man is more suited to the wing, so that'd be ideal to swap swap him across. Put Marnie on the wing, bring Schweinsteiger into the centre. Yeah. But yeah, like they've 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 made Seedorf as well a left mid, haven't they, I think, this year. Um and he's that's the first time he's had a a left mid card. I like that they've mixed it up a little bit, they've changed them around, you know, nothing's got well, I say nothing's got two crazy upgrades, but you know, Puskas and Zidane. And one or two have, but most of them are pretty much standard. They're, at, they're up or down, plus ones or plus twos. Uh, but yeah, I like that they've mixed it up. They've changed quite a lot of cards around. And it just just engages you in these cards, doesn't it? And there's, there's something for everybody as well. There's, you know, there's, there's cards that will be two, three hundred K. And then there's ones that will be around 15 mil. Um, one that were really interesting to me was Keen. They gave Keen a minus 10. Shooting at a plus four pace. Roy Keane? Roy Keane. Wow. Just a random thing. Vidic got a plus four pace, which is, is big. All his other stats are pretty much the same, but they've, they've given him a, a plus four pace. Blanc got plus three, and not much else changed. That'll be really good. Yeah, I mean, so far, this, this Icon Moments group, it seems like they finally got it right with Icons. I mean, we've been... The community, not just us, the entire foot community for the most part has been largely clamoring for 
making icons usable. And I think they're on the right track with this. Yeah. Hopefully this kind of continues into next year because this really opens up squad building so much and it makes like currently my team. So we talk about this a little bit. When you pack really good players that are untradeable, you feel compelled to use them, right? And that's kind of the conundrum I've been in. I, I touched on it a few weeks ago, but packing untradeable, informed Messi, Mbappe, and mid Ronaldinho, I feel compelled to use them because they're they're the meta, right? Poor you. Poor you, Hunter. Poor you. Everyone, everyone out there is crying now because Hunter's had to use Inform Messi and Mbappe. And, oh, poor Ronaldinho. That must be so fucking difficult, Hunter. Uh, well, in bad <laughs> gameplay it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's the, the mundaneness of it. Like, yeah. And I know a lot of people probably say, oh, if I wish I had that problem. I get it. I've been there. It's the first year I've ever had this kind of pack luck. But trust me. You get way more enjoyment out of the game when you're using different cards 24-7 and you're always upgrading, trying new things. Like I'm at the point now where I almost want to sell my prim team and use those guys as subs and just build a whole new team and try something different because it's getting getting to be stale for me. And why not? You know, I've I've been saying it for a few weeks now. I've had Ginola for ages and for Fana. And because they're so good, I feel like, like you say, you're compelled to use them. But I'm good, you know, if, even if it's just for a few weeks, think, oh, do you know what? I'll give this card a go. Give them a try. And we've got so yeah, many good usable cards. Yep. The options are endless, aren't they? And I know most people go for the same boring, you know, meta cards, but there's so many options of teams that, that are, you know, that are usable. And it makes very little difference. I, me, I was watching, um, I think it's Gara. Uh, he's a Norwich E-Prem pro. I was watching him today and he was a past and present Norwich team mm. in weekend league. Nice. Loads of silvers. Yeah. Timo Pukki up front. And it was so much fun. Like I was watching the stream yeah. and it was loads of fun. He was having loads of fun. You know, and, and I said it last week and I'll I'll keep banging that drum. That is why we do it. We do it to have fun, not be frustrated and getting mad. That's it. We do it. We do it to have fun. So let's try and push a bit more of that. Change your teams up. Have a bit of fun. Use cards that you love, even if they're shit. Just use them. Have a bit of fun. Yeah. Sell everything. Go get moments, Puskas. Give someone a proper fucking, as Paul would say. Yeah, Puskas will be handing out some fuckings, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think regardless of foot birthday, I think prime icon moments, in my opinion, has taken more attention from me than the foot birthday promo. I'm way more excited about the plethora of these cards coming in. I do have a confession to make, though. Last week. It's not fucking church, Hunter. Well, well OK, you're right. Forgive me, Paul, for I've sinned. Um, I, I did a. Uh, I did a Silver Stars SPC before the promo ended. Oh. Yeah. And um, I'm not proud of it, but I had to do it. Which one? Just looking for the motherfucker's name. <laughs> I'm looking for his <laughs> You've forgotten his name. That's how much you were into it, Hunter. You've forgotten <laughs> his freaking name. I didn't even know he was on Chelsea. I didn't know, but he was there. He's got a five-star weak foot, and I had to do it. I suppose if he is one of your Chelsea boys, why not get him in there? You gotta catch all those Chelsea boys. Musonda. Musonda. Yeah, I actually did Musonda because 
well, he's got four star skills, five star weak foot, just ridiculous stats. I mean, he's he's an obvious lie. He's not a 74 rated card. He's more like an 89 rated card when you put the right chemistry style on him. And this is something that Matt wanted to talk about, and we'll give him the chance to talk about it next week. But the whole notion of silver stars, to me, I was going to get into this last week, but we were unable to do that for reasons I, want, I don't really want to get into. But this 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 last promo pretty much destroyed Silver Lounge, in my opinion, because you used to have subtle big boosts to specific parts of a card. Now you've got all these other cards running around that are so juiced. It's basically the juiced gold lounge at this point because you don't have that that niche aspect of, okay, he's got four or five informed silvers with good upgrades and the rest are normal silvers. So you don't have that tactical chess match going on. It's basically meta versus meta, gold versus gold. That's kind of how I saw it when this first came out. And a lot of people were opposite of that. And all the chatter I'm seeing now, it's like people are starting to realize what happened with this. So all the grinding you did leading up to this with the Silver Stars cards, is not going to say pointless, but it's largely irrelevant. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like they they almost scammed those people who have been grinding Silver Stars all year because they've put the hard work in to, to build these teams week in, week out do all these objectives and get these cards and have have something special that they've built up and then all of a sudden, overnight, within a week, EA has just give everybody else who didn't give a shit about Silver Stars cards that are better than those overnight and it is a little bit unfair because, you know, these guys who, who've grinded these, these Silver Stars should have an advantage in Silver Lounge. They've been putting the work in. They've you know, they should be getting an advantage in Silver Lounge, but now you can come along and do a few 83 rated SBCs and have teams that are as good. And it's, it's, it's not fair. You know, it's like, it's, this is an example. It's like me grinding hard all year to trade and team of the year come and EA just come along and give everybody team of the year cards that, you know, I've been grinding so hard for those coins. And then, yeah, EA goes and gives it to everybody. I've just wasted wasted all my time trading. And the other thing they've done is as well, they've convinced so many people to rewind the power curve two months and con them with a new game mode, because that's all it is. You're playing with cards yeah. that had been good in the main game two months ago, three months ago, uh, and you, you're supposed to enjoy it. And it is so... Yep unenjoyable <laughs> unless you've got all the cards and you're really good and you know we've got a hot take um that we'll we'll get into later but get into it now fuck it should we bring the hot take now yeah why not? it's from precise dom i think sending in can't read it i'm getting older <laughs> precise dom Stop getting old. those who are struggling in the silver friendlies rely too much on a god squad to play the game for them no, I think people are struggling in friendlies because silver cards are shit unless you've got these boosted ones, you know. And, you know, to some extent, it is going to make a difference how good at the game you are. But it's, I'm not struggling because I'm really bad at the game. I'm not really, really bad at the game. I'm just quite bad. But the, the <laughs> you know, I am. I'm not, you know, I'm not amazing, but I'm definitely not shit either. Oh, man. I love the honesty. And Silver Stars just, yeah, it's just, it's just difficult. The, the, they are stats, they are cards with bad stats, 
overall, if you're using normal silvers, you know, they're not meant to be coming up against these cards like um, Ilanga and KDB and Pogba. Them cards are, you know, the the mid-80 rated gold cards. I do see Precise Dom's point, though. I mean, I can relate to that a little bit because not so much this year because I haven't touched the um, the silver cards this year at all. I mean, at, after last year, basically not having any use for them, despite grinding them, I just put it off this year. But last year, going into those silver lounge games, when everybody had similar rated teams, but you did, you had actual silvers in your team, you could really tell the men from the boys in that game mode. And because you didn't have cards to bail you out all the time. Um, other than Shea Adams, that fucking Shea Adams guy was giving me nightmares last year, but I, I understand where he's coming from with this. Like you, you really start to see who's got skills and who doesn't when you level the playing field, which I think it's a good thing. And I'm glad those game modes exist because every now and then you deserve to be rewarded for being good at the game instead of having good cards. Yeah. Um, but you, you but, know, you, you know, you, I, you can say that about the main game more, can't you? You know, it, absolutely. About level playing fields, there's not that much yep. difference when it comes to teams. I can play with the the account that I've traded all year on, and it's got a god squad, and then go play weekend league on my first owner, which might have a a team that's worth probably six or seven hundred k, and get very very similar results. Yeah. So the team has, you know, it has an impact. It does, but it might be a couple of wins a weekend. It's it's not it's not massive. Yeah. And I mean, I guess there's also the the connection side to talk about. Oh hey hey Mets, and now we do have Mets is on the line all the way from oh fuck. The Isle of Man. I almost said No Man's Land. <laughs> he joins us from the thing. Isle of Man. <laughs> same thing, yeah. <laughs> Matt, thanks for joining us this week. What happened, buddy? Um, I played Weekend League. Um, it took me about three hours longer than it should have done because I was on a, a hot streak at the beginning and I lost to like five or six in a row to get to the target that I wanted to and I needed three more wins. Uh, anyway, long story short, I finished about 45 minutes before the podcast was due to start and I thought I'll just go have a quick lie down with the missus before we get started I've got nothing else to do and fell asleep mm. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Mr. Professional uh, yeah. see this is what happens when, when you deal with non-professionals <laughs> weird shit happens so I, I humbly apologise mm. no need to apologise weird shit does indeed happen with non-professionals um, tell us about what you wanted to talk about this week, uh, me and Paul were just getting into it. Actually, the the Silver Stars debacle. Um, where are you at with it? How do you, how do you think it went? How did it impact the game and the experience? Mm. So yeah, I, I gather what what Paul's been talking about, and I kind of agree on on the areas he's touched upon so far. The other things for me was that I thought it started off quite well as a little bit of fun when we got that initial first wave of. Um, like Premier League players. I thought, oh, this is quite novel. We've got like a Pogba and a Langer and yeah, okay, you can slot them in on top of your existing golds and team of the week, sorry, silvers and team of the weeks and whatnot. And it's it's a little bit of a booster. It's a little bit fun. Then they started churning them out day after day. 
and throwing in centre backs with like ninety more space and stuff. It was a bit fucking weird. Yeah. So essentially, what we had is a situation whereby none of these silvers were silvers anymore, but everybody had them. So we're actually playing the silver category of game with some fairly juiced up gold cards, like significantly juiced up gold cards. Like I'm seeing these cards in weekend league all the time. That's how good they are. Um, so what it goes to show is they made a mockery of the whole silver category of the game when they were trying to revive it. So they absolutely fouled up there. Um, and it also goes to show that the whole rating system is a bit of a lie because they don't really correspond to the quality of the cards whatsoever anymore. But if you can have a 74 rated card that can compete with at least three thirds of special goal cards, then what, what are we doing? It's just silly. And how aidsy it made managerial masterpiece this week. It was absolutely fucking horrendous. And God forbid if you actually had a bad internet connection as well, how frustrating it would have been to play. It was horrible. Um, So we've taken a a fun mode in Silvers where you're supposed to have a slightly compromised um, ability in your team to do certain things. And that's the challenge of it all, the novelty of it, is that they can't do everything. You've got to pick your players accordingly to how you play and concentrate perhaps on one specific um, area that they're they're good at, whether it's strength, whether it's pace, whether it's finishing, passing. Very few players have everything in silver. That's kind of the point. But it got to a point where a lot of the players could do everything. And they were better than a lot of goal cards, particularly the centre-backs. And that was the, the bit that I was praising last week, is that there were no elite defenders in the game. So it, the game mode was still fun because it would be a goal fest. But then you started getting silly centre-backs and it was just like, what the fuck? The only thing that was missing was crazy goalkeepers. But it was grindy as hell. So they absolutely messed up there. And it's kind of changed the balance of the game now completely, whereby anything that you'd achieved with Silvers before now is irrelevant. It's been thrown away. Even a lot of the team of the weeks you would have gathered through objectives are nowhere near as good as these Silver Stars they've put out. And if you happen to buy team of the weeks that were in packs, they're so far behind the silver power curve, never mind the power curve in general, that they, they've probably tanked your investments a lot because they're probably worth nothing now. Yeah. And it goes without saying that a card that comes out in silver team of the week is nowhere near as good as an objective silver team of the week, which was nowhere near as good as a silver star. So the whole thing just ended up being a massive mess and it should have been so much better than that. And I just think it's really unfortunate. Yeah, we touched on uh, before you you joined us. We did touch on that um, the one silver star person that I did do an SBC on that Musanda right mid card from Chelsea. He's seventy four on his face, but you put a marksman on him and he's ninety rated with a five star weak foot. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a bit ridiculous. Uh, another one we saw this week. We got a Schlotterbeck man of the match card, seventy nine rated, and he also has a headliner silver card rated seventy two. Slap a shadow on both of those. The headliner 72 rated turns into an 87 rated center back, while the man of the match 79 rated is only 85. So 
it's literally just moving game mode metas from one to the other. You're just basically resetting, like you said, and starting over and, and just, you know, doing that grind again from, you know, low to high. So I don't, I, it didn't, I, it didn't click with me. That's why I didn't give it any of my attention because it, it just seemed like an exercise. In yeah, time it was wasting. also bad that um, with, with managerial masterpiece, you could only use 74 rated players as the low end. So if you had good cards that were 73 rated, 72 rated, you couldn't use them, which basically forced you to go out and do these silver stars. There's plenty of silver team of the weeks that are below 74 rated that you've completely locked out of the game. So I just don't understand um, the logic there other than they've they forced you into this coin sink situation whereby to play this fun mode, you're going to have to stump up for the stuff that we want you to use to be a drain on your club. And what we're putting out is now imbalanced again. So anything that requires a low um, team rating, people are just going to stuff full of silver stars. and. Yeah, they're shit hot, basically. A lot of them are so, so good. And the thing, there's a good example there that you made with Schlotterback. Let's say you're a fan of particular, a fan of silver in general, or fan of a particular silver player, and you might hope that they get improved through silver team of the weeks. But once you hit that, that, if let's say you're 74 rated by default, and you get a team of the week, they might give you a silver team of the week, but they won't give you a second one at silver, then go up to gold. But these silver stars are so way beyond a 74 rated silver team of the week. Yeah. It, it just doesn't make any sense. So normally your your preferred player who gets one out of merit through the team of the week system probably end up getting promoted to gold. You won't get to use them at silver. But we can stick in an Alanga or someone like that who, who's... Is a very, very good card and probably should be like 83, 84 rated, something like that. And we're going to pretend he's a 72. It's just so stupid. You, you made a really good point there, Matt, as well. Like these SBCs want expensive, but if you did a good chunk of them, they've taken 300k out of your club. You know, if you've gone all out that week and thought, oh, do you know what? I'll build a team out of some of these and you've built all the ones that link together. They've taken like 300k out of your club, which is, you know, you look at some of the value of these uh, new foot birthday cards. That's a couple of decent players. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that They've been there you know, to like got- scrape the value out of the low end that weren't probably going to get involved before foot birthday, right? I did the first few, like the, the Premier League ones that came out and one or two after that. And then I just realised what I was getting myself in for. I was like, this is stupid. I'm not doing any more of these. It's 83 rated every bloody time. It's, and they were at an all-time high, which we mentioned on last week's episode that the market around 83s was going to start moving, and it did. Um, so I put the brakes on that and just managed to get the objectives done with the cards I already had, but I've left plenty of them in the to-do list because they were just... Bad value, unfortunately. Yeah. And we might not get to use these cards again. You know, they might, when it comes to silvers, they might have done this silver promo, and then that, that might be it again for the rest well, of the year. I've seen plenty of Cyprien um, in Weekend League, I can tell you that much. So someone's mm. intending to use them again. But yeah, in general, I don't think I'll use many of them, to yeah. be honest. Alanga, he's one that I've seen pop up a lot as 
sometimes started, but quite a lot as a super sub. People have been bringing him on and, and, and using him. And he's been effective. You know, he's been effective against Team of the Year, Hakimi and Varane. He's, he's, he would have, he's scored a few goals past me this weekend and it's just been a bit of a shit show, hasn't it? I like the idea, but again, the execution failed. I'm still getting fucking raped by that flashback Griezmann, man. Every time I see that card, I cringe. He is so elusive and he just always finds his foot on the end of that ball and those rebounds. It's very annoying how good he is and I kind of regret not doing him. But, neither here nor there um before we close out there is a new topic or, or there is a topic i want to discuss and we got word that fifa 23 or whatever the title for said next year's game would be will be crossplay. you will have the ability to play xbox playstation uh and i think even pc which kind of raises some questions uh first of all me personally, I think this is a good thing as far as potential for connections, assuming the gameplay isn't impacted by the consoles. I think you're going to basically double your ability to find someone locally instead of someone from, uh, I don't know, Argentina when you live in Canada or whatever the case may be. I, I know that's extreme, but I've, I've seen some pretty bad connections uh, as far as distances go. Hopefully this will resolve those issues, but I did see quite a few people in Discord were asking about it. Cheats. Now, PC playing games. I know Matt, you're you're a longtime gamer. You can probably speak to this, but personally, I've had experiences where playing PC games because they use scripts, you can go in and edit certain portions of the game to something you'd prefer, whereas you can't do that on console. And there's a there's actually a website. I'm not going to put it out there because I don't want to promote it. But there's a website that actually sells scripts for FIFA 22 and it's cheats for like auto green timed. So you're automatically green time every shot. Like it's ridiculous that you can get away with this and that this is still a thing. But maybe that's just for offline games. I didn't look into it too much. But do you think it's an issue, Matt, bringing in PC to consoles for a competitive game mode like this? Yes. And I'm not sure I do. Um, for someone who's played a lot of uh, Call of Duty Warzone over the last couple of years and seen what cross-play with PC players has done to that game um, essentially ruined it uh, to the point where it was a, an unplayable mess if you were semi-good at the game and got into competitive ranks where all the cheaters would be not a good experience and I know Paul will attest to this that the market on PC is a bit strange compared to what we used to on uh, PlayStation and Xbox. Um, prices are generally a lot higher because they don't have as much of a market to go after as we do. So good for PC players that they get to come on board with with everybody else and share that market. But if that market then gets flooded by nefarious instances of people being able to get coins onto the PC market and then that floods the console market, we're in big trouble, and I think that's almost certainly going to feature at some point next year, and that'll be a, a podcast topic that we'll no doubt get into. I would have loved it if it had just been Xbox and PlayStation. I think that would have been such a cool move forward, yeah. and we can stop all these you know, regional events whereby we're playing on Xbox one minute, PlayStation the next, and we could have shared that, com- that uh, competitive arena. Um, 
get more um, uh, players when we're walking for matches, that kind of thing, more easy. That stuff would have all been very welcome. But um, I specifically am concerned not so much about playing against PC players uh, as per those scripts you were just talking about, although if that exists, then that's obviously a concern. But the market, if we retain a market next year, um, what introducing PC to that's going to do for ve- uh, for everybody else. But uh, yeah, um, concerned about it. I would much prefer just cross-play between consoles. Yeah, I wondered if it would even be a possibility to maybe have a setting where you could play only versus console, you know, like only via EA, what is it, uh, Origin, you know, and, and, and block out PC accounts. Um I think that would be a possibility to surely you can figure that out because I mean, I know for a fact there's ways to to put scripts in without someone detecting it. So you can run scripts like on the web app and EA can't detect it. They have no way of knowing. So, and that's how people come up with these, these bots, these auto bots, these auto buyers and stuff like that. Decepticons. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, so I'm worried about that aspect of it, just like you. Um, we'll see. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping as much as they care about fair play or at least show to, to care about fair play, you would think they're going to have measures in place to, to keep some of this at bay. But, you know, we still have things like coin selling that, that goes on every single day, and it's blatant and obvious, and it still happens. So they're not going to catch everything. I just hope they catch a lot of it and give us the option to block out PC players. Nothing against you PC players, but I don't like cheaters. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good. And it's a, it's a step in it. You know, I think we are going to have lots of things that need ironing out. Yeah. When we first start, but I think, you know, it's a step in the right direction. We'll, um, you know, I'm sure there's going to be lots of shit that we're going to talk about at the beginning of next year that needs sorting out cheaters and, and just all sorts of stuff that we don't even know about right now. But it is a it is a big step, and I'm I'm really happy about it that we can you know that that we've got cross market. That's what I'm most most excited about. But yeah, it's it's going to be interesting for sure because I know PC guys do have lots of issues with auto playing drafts and all sorts of shit. Imagine the market swings we're going to have when all consoles and and platforms are connected and big promos drop. Imagine the panic because panic feeds off itself. So when you talk about combining the PlayStation panic with the Xbox panic with the PC panic, that's going to be some, it's going to be great for traders. I think volatility trading, if you will. Um, But before we get out of here, we have a question from George Coog. George wants to know what's the best SPCs you've done so far this year. Like your most used, your best player, best value, anything of that nature. Um, Mets, you just woke up. I'll give you a chance to think. We'll go. We'll come to Paul first. Paul, favorite SBC. I don't care which which category you pick. Best, best value, most usable. Who um, comes to mind? For me, I think it's been Fafana, his Player of the Month. I think at the time it was quite expensive, but I'm still using it now, so it's been great value. I'd have lost so many coins on on using different CDMs in that position. I don't know if there's many better, uh, but yeah, he's been one that I've I've used since it came out. He's been in my team, and 
it's, he, he, bad gameplay, he gets caught on the ball a little bit because he's a bit, a bit clunky at times. But he reminds me of Vieira. He, he just nudges people off the ball. He intercepts everything. And I'm, I am going to be upgrading soon, but maybe to the headliner for Fana. He's frustrating as fuck. Difficult to play against. Yeah, when you see him coming towards you, you're like, shit, let's get rid of this ball quick yep. because you know he's just going to come and take it off. You know, he's like a big, he's a big bully, really. Yeah. It's like when the loading screen comes up and you see him on there, you just sit up in your chair a little bit further. <laughs> yeah. you, know it's, you know it's coming. Your forehead gets yeah. a little bit closer to the monitor. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Mets, who are you taking? I hate being like that, that predictable, but it, but it is the, the rule by <laughs> Fellaini. It's just such a good. I knew we were coming. Yeah, it's oh, such a good. We should have ruled it out. It's such a good substitute. Um, <laughs> even now, um, perfect to bring on in sort of like 60th, 70th minute to sort of lock a game down with his his weightiness and power, plus the fact that he's got skills and is really fast and can shoot. It's just such a good card. He's so fucking big. Um, so I know we talked nonsense about Fellaini over the last couple of years on the pod, but that's the normal Fellaini. This one is totally legit and comes on as a sub almost every game for me to sort of make an impact. Um, I'd probably start him if it was easier to get into a team being Belgian and Chinese league. It ain't so easy, but substitutes yeah. just absolutely superb so uh very happy that i've done that one and it's not one that i encounter too much in gameplay either so it's always nice to have one that you don't see around too often or a bit of rarity is nice you can just park him at the d and just say don't fucking move just stand there you win so many um corner headers for me as well so when you bring him on like needing a goal he he gets it more often than you would be inclined to think he should do. So, yeah, I've enjoyed that one from the start. And I, I wouldn't have thought by this stage of the game I'd still be using it, but but I am. So very happy with, with that one, for sure. Yeah, and I think we kind of went through this, I don't know, about a month ago, where we were sharing some of our most used SBC players. We should probably do this every month. It's kind of an interesting turn back to see, you know, value for money type of thing. But the card that I said then is the same one that I'm going to say now. That showdown, Lucas Vasquez, he's so good. He's still, he's on my bench. He comes on almost every game right around the 65th, 70th minute and just does work. I mean, he works hard on off, on or on and off the ball. Great dribbling, great shooting. Scores loads of goals for me when I need him to. Uh, just solid player, an all-around solid player. Can do it all. Really love that card. I can't believe we've not had a, a Fakia or a flashback Benzema because he seemed, they're, they're both of those cards, at one point in the game, every time the screen came up, your opponent had one or both of those in the team. Um, yeah. I played against were, one of those yeah. today, who, who were still rocking them and uh, did some damage with Benzema in particular. It's just, just made of special stuff, that card was. It's unplayable at times. Absolute nightmare. I think that's the the one card that had the most longevity, I think, as far as how often I saw that in my opponent's team was that Benzema flashback. I mean, Fakir was good early on. I used him too. But Benzema, it seemed like for weeks and weeks and weeks, everybody used him. And um, I don't know about you guys, but 
I thought the same thing would happen with flashback Neymar, considering how cheap he was relative to market. But I'm not seeing him as much as I thought I would. I don't know if people just don't like him or if they've just gotten so many new fresh cards that they've kind of moved on already. I I saw him every game or every other game for that first week. And now you're yeah, just first seeing week. him slowly drift away. And I don't know if it's yeah. because he's a winger, but the card itself is probably more of a, a cam or a striker in it. But yeah, I don't know. You just don't see him that much. I still bring him on from time to time. Um, you know, if I'm needing a goal, uh, his, his stats lie. His, his finishing is so much better than the gold, I feel. And the card overall is better than the gold. And at, at first... Yeah, the runs it makes is very tricky. Very, very tricky. Yeah. And I wasn't sure about it when the card first came out. I thought it... Yeah, it's, you know, but I've, I've changed my mind a little bit on that one. Well, that's going to wrap us up this week. We've gone a little bit longer than we usually do, but it's a good thing because we had a lot of stuff to talk about. Matt, I'm glad you could join us. Better late than never. I, I, I'm I'm very reassured you managed to go longer than usual without me. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> we spoke about icon moments for about 45 minutes, just reading stats out, boring the life out of people. Oh, okay. Well, well that's going to wrap us up. Mets, thanks for joining us. Where can they follow you on the social media space? Uh, they can get my uh, OnlyFans sleeping cam at... We'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> or at Lambo Matt. Do we get a discount? Uh, you, you pay double, right, I'm afraid, because I know you can afford it. Mm. Big baller. I look forward to that one. Paul, are you going to have an OnlyFans as well? Yes, it's me watching Matt sleep. <laughs> <laughs> People will pay. No one's ever just watching. <laughs> no one's ever just watching. So, guys, but to find out what I am doing... It'll cost you. Only fans right fucking foot. Same on Twitter. Imagine looking up to Paul, breathing in your face, watching you sleep. That's horrific. Oh, I feel sorry for our lass. I really do. I think, fucking hell, you've got to wake <laughs> up next to me every morning. Or once a month, have me climb on top of you. Oh. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right. That's the show. We got to go. Uh, <laughs> See you next week. See you next week. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.